This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Now, spreading freedom across the nation, this is The Buck Sexton Show. It's Michael Pelka in for Buck Sexton today, and I will tell you this, today it is busier than a one-legged man at a butt-kicking contest around here. We are covering everything happening in D.C. They're waiting on a press briefing. We know that Trump's going to announce his... uh, his first pick for the Supreme Court tonight, President Trump's first pick for the Supreme Court. We've been talking about the immigration. We've been talking about, and we will get to the uh, hearings, the confirmation hearings for Trump nominees, President Trump's nominees. But I have to get to Linda in Washington briefly. Linda, you were listening when we talked about Mayor de Blasio and the, uh, the licenses for illegals in New York City. Hello. Uh, good morning. Well, it's morning here anyway. Good morning, Mike. Hi. Uh, yeah, what, what's your What's your stance on this? I know you were hanging on, wanting to get this opinion out, so I'm dying to hear it. Well, uh, I think de Blasio is uh, uh, unreasonable, uh, to put it mildly. It seems to me that with the population of New York City that over whom he has all of these uh, people that under his uh, jurisdiction, so to speak, there must surely have already been some uh, illegal alien who has done a crime on somebody that has uh, already been affected. I can't imagine that somebody can't hold up their hand and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, I've had this happen to me because of an illegal alien. Or do they check the um, legal status of people when they are stopped or um, investigated in any way? No, they don't. New York has changed dramatically since since Rudy Giuliani and even more so since Mike Bloomberg. And now we're with a progressive mayor who, again, honeymooned in Havana in the 60s because that's where he thought paradise was. Uh, I'm glad to be out of New York. I'm very happy to be living, even though Delaware is a very blue state. There's a, a mountain of difference between where we are in Delaware and where New York City is. And I, you know, I love your part of the world, but there are parts of Washington State that scare me as well. They sound like New York in training, so I don't know how you do it. Well, I don't either. Quite frankly, I'm from another part of the world as well, where uh, they actually have sense. But I, I just can't imagine that there's not going to be somebody that will say, "Wait a minute, there's, uh, you, you don't know what you're talking about." And well. Uh, the, the problem, Lynn, is they're outnumbered five to one in terms of registered Democrats to Republicans. It's really a, a, a mountain that they're not going to be able to get over either. I, I appreciate you hanging on. And 
and being part of Team Team Buck. Uh, I hope you uh, I hope you stick around and sample tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, well, Puro Pelka. But I can't believe that this is a, a political issue. This is not a political issue. This is a safety issue. It's a public safety issue. You are 100 percent right, especially when he talks about shielding drunk drivers. Yes. And yeah, illegal okay. alien drunk drivers. It's 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 ridiculous, Linda. Thanks yeah. for your call. I, I've got uh, I've got Mark Serrano joining us. Mark, you and I have talked in the past when I've hosted for Buck, and I, I appreciate you jumping in. Yes, sir, Michael. On a, on a day when so much is going on, well, it's crazy. People ought to get used to it. Because <laughs> you remember, sir, that the, the establishment model is for the White House to have a message of the day or a theme that would go two or three or four days. And all the cabinet agencies were told, all right, you've got to back us up on this theme or this message of the day. And from your angle, go ahead and message about it as well. But don't conflict with our message. This is a totally different model because Donald Trump is a guy who likes to get things done. He doesn't focus on one thing in a given day. He's got people's head spinning because he's actually a real person from the business world who likes to execute. So get, they, people better get used to it. Well, he told us at the beginning, he, his campaign was one that showed what a disruptor does. His, his uh, campaign from the Republican side, then through the uh, campaign against Hillary, and now did we expect, and you're a guy who's, who's a D.C. guy with proactive communications, you're a guy who knows that a disruptor is not going to change. They're going to continue disrupting. So he seems to be doing what he said he was going to do. Well, right, and and so the media and and really the 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 elitists on the left, they are used to Republicans coming in and cowering, right? Just cowering to their demands and buckling and moderating, right? Compromising their positions. You know, they're one, they're sitting here wondering, hey, what's taking this guy so long? You know, he's supposed to just shut up and f- sort of fall in line like everybody else has in the past. You know, that's what they expect, and so every day that it doesn't happen. They're shocked. They're stunned. They're they're clutching their pearls. <laughs> I like the clutching their pearls moment. <laughs> you you guys need to follow Mark Serrano on Twitter. It's Mark V Serrano, V as in Vincent Serrano. I'll tweet out a link to his his Twitter feed as well. But Thanks, there's something going on today that I find fascinating, and it's a new tactic from the Democrats. There are confirmation hearings and votes going on for Trump nominees, and there's something happening that that I just haven't seen ever. Is this new to you? Have, you? have you seen this tactic in the past? Well, so there have been boycotts of committee hearings before where uh, the opposition party is, uh, you know, uh, rejecting the candidate for one reason or another, the, uh, the nominee. Uh, so it's not unprecedented. It has happened before. Um, but it's, it'll be to no avail. I mean, look, they can... They can sort of uh, throw a speed bump here or there procedurally in the Senate. The Democrats can. Um, but, you know, they don't have any road spikes. They're going to bring this, uh, this freight train to a halt, you know, or this, uh, this uh, the freight truck to a halt. Uh, they can slow it down. They can delay it. They can cause, you know, problems with their procedural steps. They can boycott committee hearings uh, where we're expected to see a, a vote on a nominee, and it goes to the Senate floor thereafter. But if necessary, Mitch McConnell can bypass the committee. He can say, all right, forget about it. We're not going to have a committee vote. We're going to take it straight to the Senate floor and get 52 votes in favor of Donald Trump's nominees. Will, so, will McConnell, yeah. if McConnell makes that move, Mark, 
and he says we're going to go right to the floor and all we need are 51 votes. Does that change the rules and forever make it so that, let's say, the Republicans are out of power in the Senate, the Democrats could turn it around on them? No, because it was the it was the Democrats uh, uh, who um, actually pushed on a sort of the 51 vote standard for nominees. Um, and so it's really not going to be any change. Uh, and, you know, certainly majority leaders have bypassed committees in the past. So um, I think what Mitch McConnell is likely to do is just allow it some time. You know, he'll talk to the Democrats and say, all right, you've had your you've had your little walkout. You've had your little boycott, you know, to make your statement. Now let's get some work done. Because keep in mind, you know, uh, Bush and uh, Obama both had uh, six and seven uh, cabinet uh, appointees nominated, uh, approved by Inauguration Day. You know, Trump's got a couple. Um, yeah. Each of them by this time, by around February 1st, had 11 or 12, maybe 13 for, in the case of Bush, cabinet posts filled by February 1st. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, I think McConnell will probably allow this to go on for a few more days, and then he'll just have to bypass the committees. Well, McConnell seems, and I, and I have not been the biggest Mitch McConnell fan in the past. I'm going to be quite open about it because I think he caved on too much during the Obama administration. But McConnell seems kind of unflappable at this point, and that really surprises me because I, I never saw this part of him in the past. He just seemed weak, but now it, it just seems like he's a little emboldened. Is yeah. it because his wife is going to get confirmed this week? Is, is that going to make life easier at home? <laughs> well, that doesn't hurt. I, I agree with you on your assessment about Mitch McConnell. But, uh, you know, I will say that uh, he, you know, I became more enamored with him uh, throughout 2016 when he stuck to his guns on Merrick Garland and uh, uh, Barack Obama's pick for the Supreme Court. You know, God bless Mitch McConnell. For, for finally picking an issue and sticking to his guns all year long. Now yeah, with that... Donald Trump coming in, now with Donald Trump coming in, uh, I think you're right. I think that uh, uh, Majority Leader is emboldened, um, and Trump is sort of setting the tone. Look, he's a guy, it's like, it's like his, the war with the media, right? Guess what? The media has been at war with conservatives for decades. It's just now we finally have somebody who's going to fight back directly, openly. This is now open warfare before it was not, because Republicans and conservatives buckled. They always buckled, and now he is setting a totally different standard. It's, it's very fascinating to me, because this, my, my other half is fond of saying, politics is your sports, isn't it? And I said, yeah, you know, I'm a hockey fan. I'll watch the Super Bowl, but this is what I, I will watch. I would go to 161 baseball games if they played it like politics. I would go to every single game. It's it's just it's just the the way yeah. it is. A good analogy, and and yet you know it's not really much of a sport though, Michael. When one side uh, forfeits, oh, that's, that's an interesting we've, point. We've, we've had a legacy of forfeits on the part of Republicans. Well, now, now I think things are changing, and and you're seeing absolutely. very different. Now, I I will tell you this, Mark. I was not pleased with uh, the inartful rollout of, of this immigration ban, where they, they, I didn't think the green card thing was a, a smooth transition as any, on any estimation you could give it. So now that they've kind of walked it back a little bit, uh, it seems like maybe this is easier to swallow and people realizing it's temporary. 
But do you think the protests are going to slow down? Well, I, I don't think so, because I think they're wholly funded by uh, George Soros. So I think, you know, most of the people who show up have a financial interest in doing so. Um, I, I think I agree it was inartful, but at the same time, you know, what did it really matter? It, all it did was, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of validate on CNN and MSNBC uh, the storyline they were going to run anyway. Um, and so, uh, really, no matter what the rollout looked like, there was going to be outrage at the airports. So I think the, um, I think, yes, I think the protests will continue, but guess what that's going to do in, re- in return? It's going to continue to engage and embolden Trump supporters nationwide. And many, many conservatives, by the way, because they like what Trump's done so far with selecting many conservatives for the cabinet and, as hopefully we'll see tonight, a conservative for the Supreme Court. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, I've got a poll running on my Twitter account in terms of the top three. Have you, uh, have you jumped in or where do you stand? Let me quiz you right now. We're talking to Mark Serrano and uh, we're talking the, uh, the Supreme Court nomination tonight expected from President Trump. Who do you think? Will it be Justice Pryor, just Justice Gorsuch, or Hardiman, or somebody else? Well, you know, Donald Trump is not beyond surprising us uh, and uh, throwing you know convention to the wind. Uh, but I think we're going to see Hardiman uh, picked. I've sort of you know monitored you know Donald Trump's behavior and his decision making process. I think uh, having the ear of the president, which his sister does, the the fellow uh, jurist of Hardiman in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, and so my, that's my guess. My pick would be uh, Hardiman. I think, uh, you know, honestly, from what we've heard, any one of the 21 members on the list would be highly qualified and highly acceptable, uh, so long as it's an original list. And I believe we're going to get that. And, you know, look at the talking points from the Democrats on this topic, Michael. You know, you've seen a hundred times in the media the last week or 10 days, they're looking for someone who's in the mainstream, right? Mm. What is what that is just, you know, Cookie left this talk, right, for someone who's not an extremist in their view, right? Someone in the mainstream. <laughs> yeah. And you, you see that word a thousand times in press clippings and on TV. Uh, and it's just, it's really just their, their leftist uh, terminology, which means we're not going to accept anybody that Donald Trump proposes. And they've said that. I, I talked with uh, Senator Chris Coons on this, not on this show, on my nighttime show. And Senator Coons told me that. They would really like to see uh, Mr. Trump come out and and extend the olive branch and nominate Merrick Garland. And we both just laughed. Uh, even he knows that's ridiculous at, at the end of the day. But Coons has a great sense of humor. He's a good guy. Mark, right. I, I got to jump out here. Uh, are you going to be are you going to be hanging around CPAC? I'm trying to weasel my way in this year. Uh, I, yes. And, and let's uh, let's get you in there. Please, let's connect. Well, you know, Matt Schlapp will get me, and I'm just trying to get the, the travel budget loosened up around here a little bit, if you it. know I what I'm totally saying. I totally get it, Michael. I'll see you there. Thanks so much. Mark Serrano, follow him on Twitter. I'll tweet out a link to him. Uh, he's a, not just a smart guy. Uh, he's the founder and president of Proactive Communications, a D.C. group I pay attention to. Thank you, Mark. Have a great rest of your Pleasure, day. Michael. You too. When we get back, um, you know, those of you that know me, no, I worked with Whoopi Goldberg in my radio past. Uh, Whoopi and I remain friends. We disagree on much. And I have to throw a penalty flag on her. Something she said today just really, oh boy, it's ridiculous. I'll play it for you next on the Buck Sexton Show.
This is the Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Dispensing the truth. This is Buck Sexton. On the Blaze Radio Network. For two weeks, you've been on the edge. You know that. But now we have to go. You're fired, sir. There it is. Donald Trump firing the acting attorney general uh, last night. That's not quite how it happened. That was a recreation, obviously. Mike Opelka sitting in for my friend Buck Sexton today. And tonight you have to come back. I'm going to take a nap, refuel, Gatorade up, and be here at 7 o'clock as we, we cover Donald Trump, President Donald Trump's first Supreme Court pick. CNN's got a countdown clock. Why can't I talk about it? Yeah, I promised when we went away. I promised I would uh, give you the update on something that my, my old pal Whoopi Goldberg did today on that show, The View. Can I just ask, what is the, what is the hair dye budget for Joy Behar? That can't, be, that can't be a naturally occurring color, not at her age. As someone whose hair changed color a long time ago, and I'm younger than Joy Behar. That just can't be real. Let it go, Joy. The anger on the set of The View is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And today, Whoopi Goldberg actually actually stepped off the beam, I believe, and tried to compare the Trump administration to the Taliban. I kid you not. Here's, here's about a minute of this. And I wish you could see Jedediah Bila's face. Whoopi's addressing most of this to Jedediah. Uh, here we go. So we also keep hearing about terrorists hating our American values. Maybe we had this conversation yesterday. This was a point. About. Oh, yeah. So let me ask you now. We have a leader who has repeatedly dem- demeaned women, right. wants to defund organizations that benefit women, calling on the media to shut up, specifically wants to give preferential treatment based on religion. Uh, are these values really much different than the Taliban's? Mm. I mean... Well, I mean, you're talking about Trump's values. Well, no, the the values that we are listening to, because one of the things you you read yesterday was a piece of the of the uh, the language, the language in the ban, which was about if you disrespect women, Women, if you disrespect gay people. So I just yesterday I was thinking about they're doing the same thing, Thought all of these that I've been hearing are we have our values changed what's what's happened are we still so whoopi goldberg is trying to compare donald trump president donald trump and this executive order which is meant 
to make America safer and at the same time change the way we vet those refugees who want to come here who are being persecuted and in many cases killed by the Taliban and ISIS. Whoopi is comparing Donald Trump to the Taliban. I think we've found critical mass of crazy, my friend. I think you've stepped stepped off the beam. This really is this really is the the frenzy that we were just talking about. This is the the uh, liberal end of things unspooling, and it's not a good sign. It's not a good look. If I were there, I'd say, "Whoop!" It's not a good look for you. When we get back, we'll talk to Matt Walsh. He's got some things to say, and I want to know who his pick is going to be. Michael Pelka in for Buck Sexton on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Buck Sexton Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. It is the Buck Sexton Show. Michael Pelka sitting in for my friend Buck Sexton today and prepping for tonight's version of pure Opelka. Almost couldn't get that out. 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, we will be doing a pregame leading up to President Trump's Supreme Court pick. So it's uh, we'll start five hours and 23 minutes from now. And we will lead up to the Supreme Court nomination from President Trump. And then immediately following that, we will monitor the freak out from the rest of the, uh, the liberal media and the liberal lawmakers and voters. Expect protests. They're already printing the signs. They probably got the Soros printing machine is putting together the placards that will be carried around outside of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And here's something interesting. Something I didn't anticipate happening, and, uh, and yet the CNN is counting it down as well uh, as the uh, Trump pick for the Supreme Court. This is the deal. Nancy Pelosi is getting a town hall tonight, live, right after the Trump Supreme Court nomination. Let that marinate. Nancy Pelosi, the House Minority Leader, is going to be given time on television to attack the president's Supreme Court pick. CNN, could you be any less transparent? Seriously, this is, this is just ridiculous. So tonight we've been promised some, some good news from President Trump. He's going to give us a, a Supreme Court pick. What kind of pick is it going to be, Mr. President? A person who is... Unbelievably highly respected, and I think you will be very impressed with this person. I hope so. I hope we will be. They're, they're kind of keeping things tight to the vest. Um, and I know I teased that Matt Walsh would be with us here. We're, we're moving Matt a little bit later into the show, so just after the top of the next hour. But uh, I wanted to share with you a little bit of Nancy Pelosi 
from last night. I just mentioned that uh, she's being given a town hall broadcast that's going to happen right after President Trump makes his Supreme Court pick. And I just hope that what happened last night outside of the Supreme Court happens again today. Now, let me explain what happened, because I was watching this breakdown. Nancy Pelosi and a bunch of the House Democrats got together with a bunch of the Senate Democrats, and they were going to have a little foot stomping outside of the Supreme Court. This was in advance of the president announcing his Supreme Court pick and also meant to highlight their displeasure with Donald Trump's executive order on immigration. So Pelosi and the, and the folks are out there. It was a cool night, probably, I think, around 32 degrees. She was all wrapped up. But you worry about senior citizens in cold weather. You want to make sure that somebody that is as old as Nancy Pelosi, who doesn't look like she's going to the gym every day, that she's not going to catch pneumonia. Because, after all, she is a public servant, and we're paying her, and we want her to do her job. Maybe not quite so often, but she's out there. And when she was supposed to speak, they had a small problem with the audio system. And if you listen, and we'll stop and have some fun with this, it sounds like, it sounds like there's going to be a job available at the, uh, at the Washington, D.C. audiovisual department supporting the Democrats and their, and their public events. Just check this out. Commissioner uh, Nancy Pelosi, the Democratic leader in the House, is speaking at this rally at the Supreme Court. I want to listen in. The sound working? I can hear you. Can you hear us? Everyone's yelling, no, no, we can't hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? No. And her face is getting all frowny. Good evening, everyone. I'm very proud to hear. No one can hear her. Is this heaven? But she continues trying. Proud to stand with the members of the House Democratic Caucus, soon to be joined by the Senate Democrats as well. It's not on. Is somebody going to deal with this? Uh Uh-oh. Is somebody going to deal with this? My mic's not on? There's all kinds of button pushing. People are going, what's supposed to happen? What are we doing here? Everyone is looking upset, and Nancy is looking angry. But she finds a solution. No, that's Look at that moon. It's a new moon. So Pelosi points out that there's a, a new moon in the sky. And look at that moon. It's a new moon trying to distract everybody from the troubles that they're having. Only one small problem. The definition of a new moon is a moon you can't see. It's completely invisible, Nancy. So it's not a new moon. And if you listen closely at the end, one of the aides there tries to come up with a distraction for her and say, look at that moon. Pelosi just parrots it. Because somebody next to her said it. Well, they kept trying to work on it. 
And uh, I think this is where she comes up with yet another, uh, even more ridiculous solution. What the president did undermines our values and is not in support of the oath of office that we take to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. She still can't be heard. They're still yelling louder. Can't hear? Bring it closer. There are dozens of helpers going, bring the mic closer, get closer to it. Obviously, nothing's working. The mic isn't on. Her voice is loud enough and shrill enough to be heard by the TV mics, but the crowd mics aren't picking it up. She's getting more angry. Can you hear now? No, that doesn't do any good. Does this work better? No. Staff, sound people. Staff, sound people. Again, there's a job opening, I'll bet you, in D.C. today. But once again, the minority leader tries to come up with a solution. Shall we sing this land is your land again until they get the sound working? They're going to try to figure out uh, the So Wolf Blitzer even jumped in and said, we got to get out of here. We can't do this. 15, 20 minutes later, CNN cuts away again because they apparently have fixed the audio and uh, yet they haven't fixed the problems for the Democrats. Chuck Schumer is now out there. He's brought a contingent of Democratic senators to join Pelosi and the House Democrats. And they're out there and Schumer is is yammering and he's talking about Lady Liberty and how everything the president is doing is tearing apart the country and it's going to cause Pelosi some problems. We will fight it with everything we have and we will win this fight. So he gets a round of applause. And you heard Pelosi. Did you hear right there? She kind of starts moving in on the microphone now that it's working and says, we're going to do the real people now. We're going to we're going to bring some real people out right now. What the hell does that mean? So this is all a staged event. We're going to bring out the real people now. Listen. Let us all hold our candles high. They had candles. As the Statue of Liberty, the Lady of Liberty. Let me just get near the did you hear that? She's trying to speak, and Schumer, who is famous for getting to any live microphone in Washington, D.C., at the cost of uh, children, old ladies, no matter what, he will run them over to get to a hot mic. Schumer is not giving up his real estate at the center of the podium. Listen to Pelosi. She can be heard, but she wants that center spot. She's basically bumping Schumer out and listen to her. Can I just can I just get right? There? Let me just get get over there. The Lady of Liberty. Let me just get near the mic. Let me just get near the mic. Holds the torch high. Our president has stooped low in this order. We here tonight ask the president to withdraw this unconstitutional order. Yes. 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 So there's a little cheering, and then. Nancy Pelosi realizes, oh, this is my moment to bring out the families who've been, quote, victimized by this evil unconstitutional order. And she she gets ready to announce the people she's so familiar with, their names just roll off her tongue. 
it is my privilege, our privilege, to introduce Farah Amir Kamal and Omar al-Mazdad with their stories. Their Wait a minute. First of all, two things to notice here. Now it's my privilege. Oops, I mean our privilege. A little self-centered there, Nance? To withdraw this unconstitutional order. Here it order. comes. Yes. 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 And now it is my privilege, our privilege, to introduce Farah Amir Kamal and Omar al-Mazdad with their stories, their courageous stories. So she introduces them, barely gets through pronouncing their names, and starts looking around. They're nowhere to be found. First the mics betray her, then Schumer owns the podium, and now she goes to introduce the real people. We're going to introduce the real people now. i got to do that now. Can you move over? And where are they? Are they here? Where are they? Bueller? Bueller? Okay. The next, we will have, there were next, the Senator okay. Yes. Senator All right, they're going to figure out uh, what's going on up there. Strong words from Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, strong words for the person who screwed up the audience. I'm sure that's what happened. Nancy Pelosi is going to have some pretty strong words for whoever set up the podium and then made sure that the guests of honor were not there at their little rally. Ooh, I wish somebody would ask about that tonight at the Nancy Pelosi Town Hall on CNN following the Donald Trump Supreme Court pick President Trump's first of what I predict will be as many as three Supreme Court nominations during this, his first term. Michael Pelka in for Buck Sexton. When we get back, there's more. There's more. Did you know Mika Brzezinski is trying to do something really important? Yes. Yes. And, and why am I concerned about Steve Bannon? Look, uh, I want to support the conservatives controlling D.C. I want to support smaller government, but I'm very nervous about Steve Bannon. I'll play for you my discussion with Senator Chris Coons next on The Buck Sexton Show. Buck Sexton on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to The Buck Sexton Show only on the Blaze Radio Network. Mike Opelka in for Buck Sexton today. Buck will be back tomorrow, and I will be live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network doing the pregame coverage of President Trump's first pick on the Supreme Court. So stay tuned for that. I mentioned Steve Bannon and his position on the NSC. Uh, and, and it makes me nervous. And I talked to my senator, Chris Coons, about this. I wanted to know the history of this. Have we ever seen anything like this before, Senator? You know, I don't know um, the history of exactly who's been in which chairs at the National Security Council. But the idea that you wouldn't want the director of national intelligence and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs in the room sitting at the table as you make vital national security decisions that is stone cold crazy. Um, the General Dunford, who is the current chairman of the Joint Chiefs, um, I think stands in line with many other former chairman of the Joint Chiefs as a balanced career professional military man. Um, why you wouldn't want the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and the director of national intelligence um, in the room and would instead want to elevate uh, someone who, you know, was a communicator, ran a website, Breitbart. 
Um, that, that makes absolutely no sense to me. That is gravely concerning about the prioritization of how President Trump uh, will be making important national security decisions. It, it makes me worried um, that he is more interested in the political spin and in how it will be received uh, in a partisan way, rather than making sure he's got the absolute best advice in the room he can. I know Senator Dan Coats, who's been nominated to be the Director of National Intelligence. Uh, he was our ambassador to Germany. He served on the Intelligence Committee for a long time. Um, I, I trust him, and I think he is someone who uh, really has the best interests of our country at heart. Uh, to take the DNI and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs and um, demote them, essentially, in the National Security Council, I don't think has precedent, and I don't think is an encouraging sign. Well, I'm going to keep an eye on this one, because I certainly like the opinions of our Joint Chiefs in that room. And how about you just get another chair? How about yeah. you just add a seat? We don't need to bounce somebody who's got all that intel and intelligence. Senator Coons, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Senator Chris Coons, one of the good guys, I think, on the blue side of the aisle, a reasonable guy, at least he's been with me. Yeah, I know he's a Democrat. Calm down. When we get back from the, the break, Matt Walsh is scheduled to join us. He's got some opinions on the executive action taken by Donald Trump. He's also got uh, an opinion on the Supreme Court and who we should be looking for at the Supreme Court. So we'll talk to our Blaze cohort and uh, a man of many strong opinions, the, uh, the one and only Matt Walsh, joins me next on The Buck Sexton Show. Michael Pelka, checking out. Come back. The Buck Sexton Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.